Hallelujah. Grab your Bibles if you can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah, God just... Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, I forgot a scripture God told me. <laughs> I just remembered it when I was about to go there. Auntie Benz, what is it? I just asked her to find it for me. John 19.30. John 19.30. Hi, Ma. John 19.30. Mama Ghana, you left me for Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. I'm sad. Are we there? Yes. Amen. John 19 and 30. Are you there? Yes. Are you there? Yes. One, two, three. When, when Jesus, therefore, had received, received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. One more time. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Hallelujah. You may sit in heavenly places. Hallelujah. 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 Touch your neighbor, say the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Touch another neighbor, say the Lord is good. The Lord is good. The Lord will do us good tonight. The Lord will do us good tonight. Hear me by the Spirit of God. Today, I'm going to teach you a different kind of prayer. You have to understand, as a believer, your engagement with the spiritual world is by prayer. And there are different kinds of prayer. The reason why we are limited in our arsenal or our weapons, which are mighty through God. The Bible does not say our weapon. It says our weapons. Meaning there is many of them. But the weapon of a believer is prayer. Prayer is the weapon. Scriptures are the bullets. Amen. Uh, you didn't hear what I said. The weapon of a believer is prayer. But prayer is useless unless it is loaded with scripture. So your prayer is your weapon. Your scriptures are your bullets. There are some that have nine mils. There are some that have 45s. There are some that have grenades. There are some that have rocket launchers. There are others that have nuclear. Amen. So your knowledge of the scripture upgrades the weapon you possess. Come on. I love them too. Your weapon is only as effective as the ammunition you possess. You may have the correct weapon, but you have the wrong ammunition. You still can't fire your weapon. Such is the case of many believers. You have the right weapon. Wrong ammunition. That when you engage the enemy, 
you realize you're shooting bubbles while the enemy is shooting arrows. So as a child of God, you must understand that there are ways you engage God in order for God to act. All prayer is not made equal. And prayers are not answered simply because somebody is anointed. Prayer is answered because you have engaged with it correctly. The Bible says that you don't receive because you pray amiss. It means that you can spend 50 years praying. And maybe of those 50 years, you only prayed two minutes that God considered. So length in prayer does not mean I will be heard. Even though length in prayer is good. But if you pray amiss, you are 50 hours, you are 40 days, 40 nights fast, you are 125 days of fasting and prayer means nothing. It's a waste of time. This is why the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, why aren't your disciples fasting when we are all fasting? Jesus looked at them and said, why should they fast when I am with them? You see, they had an advantage. They had an extra weapon. They had different kind of ammunition. That they were not required to do what others were doing. Come on. And Jesus said, one day I will be taken from them. Then they will have to do what you're doing. But for now, they can't do it. Boy. Your issue is you are like the disciples of John. Actually, the disciples of Jesus, I'm sorry. That they saw the disciples of John. Rebo, Shakika. They came to Jesus. They said, Lord, teach us how to pray like the disciples of John. They didn't look at Jesus and say, Lord Jesus, teach us how you pray. Because for human beings, carnal men, we think the theatrics of loud voices, shouting and screaming, fasting until your lips are crusty, meaning you are spiritual. Yet Jesus said, even when you fast, don't let anyone know you're fasting. Anoint your head. Come out looking fresh. No, don't come out looking sorrow. Hi, mm, I've been fasting and praying in the presence of... Put some lip gloss. Thank you, Bishop. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All this is because we like the outward appearance of spirituality, but not what it takes. You have to understand that if the disciples of Jesus wanted to be like the disciples of John in prayer, it means there was not nothing admirable about how Jesus prayed. Look at your clapping. Imagine you are with Jesus. You are telling him to teach you how to pray like somebody else. So in their mind, if I can be as loud as the disciples of John, and I can perform miracles like Jesus, then I will blow up. Mm. Oh, look at the healing. Can you see? They wanted that kind of picture. Because Jesus was too simple. He was with drunks. He was with different. They're like, ah, Lord, you're, you, you know, the, the, the Pharisees were looking and saying, this guy is giving us a bad pay. How can he be a man of God doing this and this? 
That's equivalent to saying, and that was worse than a man of God with dreads. Uh, you're not getting the point. How can he be like that? How can he be? Are we even sure he's of God? Uh, he's a wizard. They had to do all these things to Christ because he didn't align to what they were doing. Because they had an outward appearance of spiritual engagement. But they did not understand how to engage God in prayer. You have to understand that prayer requires the correct language. Without the correct language, you fail in prayer. Uh, I want you to hear me. You fail in what is called prayer. You see, when Jesus was on the cross, the Bible says, in a loud voice he cried and said, it is finished. That is why you see here saying he said it loudly. But in other versions it says he cried with a loud voice and said, it is finished. Why did he need to be audible? Why did he need to cry? Why was he doing this? What does even crying mean? What does crying mean? What is the point of this crying? All this is because it is a language that if you are carnal, you may not comprehend. Tonight, I will teach you the cry of the Spirit. Amen. Uh, especially those who are clapping. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you fail in language, you have failed in communicating. God is a spirit. He only engages in his language, not yours. That is why the Bible says, in order for you to directly communicate with God, he says, he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but speaks to who? God. Not even angels, God. Meaning there is a tongue if you pray. It is you. It is a hotline to God himself. Amen. But if you pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, you are still praying, but an angel may have to present your prayer before God. Mm-hmm. You know, some of you don't read the Bible. You don't understand that prayer is presented to God by angels as incense. But there are prayers that when they are prayed, it is not somebody presenting it to God. It is God himself that will hear you. Amen. I, I feel like you're asleep. I don't know if you're understanding this. You see, when Cornelius, let me prove to you this in scripture. Let me even make it easy. Cornelius was doing a lot of praying and fasting. One day, an angel appeared to him and said, Cornelius, your giving has come up as a memorial before God. Who brought it as a memorial? Somebody in heaven presented it before God. And God said, yo, go and attend to him. It was brought as a reminder. A memorial is a reminder. Somebody reminded God, there's this guy, he's doing correct prayer but he's not even born again yet he hasn't even received the holy spirit yet but because his prayer was correct god said you go and send him to peter tell peter to come and bring him to salvation then now he can begin to benefit from his prayer the whole time he was praying he could not benefit from his prayer even though the prayer was correctly because he has still not come into salvation But because of correct prayer, an angel was sent from heaven, not to give him revelation, to send him back to man. 
who can teach him so that he can stand correctly. Many of you want to go to angels. You have not even dealt with your pastor. Who can raise you up? You are still arguing. You didn't hear what I'm saying. You are still arguing, but Father, open my eyes to see angels. God is looking at you and saying, eh? It doesn't work like that. If you cannot hear the instruction of whom God has set for you, you will not listen to an angel. I don't know if you can hear me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. The word cry in Hebrew is Z-A-A-Q, which is Za'ak, which means to summon. It doesn't mean to cry tears. It means to call for help or to summon. You see, in the world, there are so many tears. Look in America, people are crying. Go to China, people are crying. Go to Africa, people are crying. Go to right now in, in Gaza, people are crying. Go anywhere in the world, people are crying. Why isn't God moving? Because their cry is not summoning him. Can God see tears? Yes. But are they crying tears to him? No. They are crying as a result of their pain. Indeed, yes. But their tears are not spiritual. They are physical. Because as far as God is concerned, a cry summons the parent. When a baby is born, a baby does not know how to speak. But when the baby cries, it means something serious is happening. Come on. It will make a parent drop every... That's good. You're teaching. Teaching good. I I feel like I'm talking. You know what? Let me find where the church is. Come on. There are cries. If a baby just... This is a sleep cry. But there's a... You drop every... What's wrong? It makes you panic for a second. Why? Because that cry has summoned you. To drop everything you're, you won't even say, even if you're cooking, you'll stop cooking for that second to see what is going on with your child. Yes. So, a cry in the spirit mm. grabs God's attention. Yes. Even if he was attending to somebody, you say, Wait up for a minute, I need to hear my son. Yes. May you receive tongues of the spirit. I receive. I speak to everyone that is watching online. May you receive the cry of the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we are not talking about tears because there's a prayer of tears. I am talking about cry. Mm. I'm going to teach you four kinds of cries. I'm going to teach you four kinds of cries. The spiritual cry is not by, you can worship and enter into tears. That is groanings that cannot be uttered. Groanings. Are you hearing me? 
Those are called groanings, not cries. I am talking about what is called a cry. When you know how to engage these things, people of God, Do you realize David was never overcome because he was a professional crier? He knew how to get God's attention. I'm going to teach you four types of crying. Amen. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, uh, these guys over here, no man. Psalms 142 from verse 1 and to 7. Hmm. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. Notice, when you read this, you are thinking it is just poems and no, 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 no. <laughs> if you cry, what do you cry with? Your nose. Of course you cry with what? Your voice. But listen to this. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. Now, there is a cry called the cry of supplication. A supplication or when you do what is called a, a supplication is almost like a, a request list. It is like a proposal. But a supplication is better than a proposal. When you are supplicating before God, that's why it says, with all manner of prayer, supplications and all this, but many don't know how to supplicate. The first cry is the supplication cry. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, with the voice... With my voice unto the Lord did I make supplication. So there was a cry, but the voice was speaking something. So I will show you what the cry is. Because it's saying, with my voice, I cried unto the Lord, but my voice was supplicating. Verse 2. Hmm. I poured out my complaints before God. Hey. And I showed before him my troubles. <laughs> I love the Bible. Verse 3. <laughs> when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knowest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. Verse number five. I cried unto thee, O Lord, I said, thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. If I want my supplication to be attended to, let me, you, you know what, let me keep reading, I'll come unto you. 
Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. Thy right, the, the righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal beautifully with me. But the supplication there was, Father, these are my troubles. This and this and this and this and this. I don't even have a place to stay. But you are my refuge and you are my portion. Notice a cry of supplication states the problems and it also gives the answer based on who God is to you. So you are answering yourself. Wow. This is good. Lord, these are all the problems. But you are. Notice you didn't say, Father, do it now. Father, you can do it. Save me. That was not the cry. A child cries because he knows if he goes, yeah, I will get milk. Yeah, I will be changed. So the cry is not for you to see what you will do for me. The cry is specific to what I need because you are meant to do it for me. Amen. If you have no money, your cry to God should be like this. Father, my account is not looking good. I have this bill. I have that bill. I have this bill. I have that bill. I have this bill. But you, oh God, owns a thousand cattle on a thousand hills. You are my God who owns all the silver and gold. In you, I find rest. Notice... You put your problems on a scale and God balanced it. Hey, come on. God outweighed it. Hallelujah. That is supplication. Yes, sir. Are you here? Wave your hand. You need to understand you don't go. The Bible says, who he who comes to God must know that he is and is the rewarder. The Bible also says God rewards those who diligently seek him. So notice, coming to God is not to see if he has a solution. You come to God because he has a solution. You don't pray for God to find a solution. You come because he is the solution. Amen. So when you are supplicating... You are bringing him to be your solution. He didn't say, uh, Lord, you are going to give me money. You're going to bring people. He said, no, you are my refuge and my portion. And then after that, he said, I will be surrounded by the godly. Notice, he is going into the realm of solution. You state all your troubles and then you put God in the equation. And you speak as God would do. Notice in this, he's even saying, you will do beautifully. You will deal with me beautifully. He's not saying, Lord, one day you will wipe my tears. He's saying, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> After you are my portion, I'll be surrounded by the godly and the righteous. <laughs> and you will do me good. Everything about me will be good. Yes. That is the cry of what? You know what? Let's go home. You're not ready. If you're here, wave your hands. Let me see your hands. Whether you're in overflow, wherever you're, wave your hands. Let me make sure you can hear me. You see, prayer is strategic. Prayer is specific. You have to know, you don't go to God. You see, Jesus was asked by the, the, the father of the young boy that was disturbed by demons or tormented by demons. And he said, Lord, if you can do anything. Jesus was actually angry. He said, if I can do anything, how long will I be with you faithless generations? But that's how majority of you pray. You come to God and say, Lord, if you can do something. God looks at you and said, you come to me to see if I will do something. You don't know who I am. Come back when you know. Uh, if you're not clapping, you're the one I'm talking about. Even if you're at home. The next cry. Deals. With your, accuse, your accusers, those who lie. Mm. Understand this. You don't fight men. If you see any Christian pointing people to men, just know that is a spiritual baby. I'll say that again. If you ever see a man of God saying, that one is a wizard, that one is a witch, that, whether they are a man or a woman, that is an infant. Because they are making a man their problem instead of Satan, who is the problem. To show you that they are not spiritual, they are wrestling flesh and blood instead of wrestling what? Spirits. Because Paul looked at the woman with the spirit of divination. He did not start talking about the woman. You see this woman, she's a diviner. Don't listen to her. All he did was like, you spirit of divination, come out of this girl. And immediately the young damsel was what? Set free. So if you see people complaining about people, just know they are babies. They don't even know what witchcraft looks like. And if they did, they would have power to deliver those whom they claim they are witches and wizards. Boy. The young damsel was not thinking about repentance. The young damsel thought she was doing right. But Paul, being full of the spirit of God, knew that this young girl is under torment and she doesn't even know. And he had the power to set her free. So if you see anyone talking about men and women of God, this one is a lying spirit, this one is a this, this one, just know, give them a pacifier. You will notice they will go quiet. They are babies. Psalms 120. From verse number one. In my distress, 
I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. You see, God has never ignored a cry. Cries cannot be ignored by God. Verse 2. Hmm. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. You are not being promoted now because somebody is being used to keep you in the place you are without promotion. Come on, you're uh, a, can I talk to somebody that yes, is really... Yes. There is somebody that is deceiving people in the background to make sure you are never promoted. There are people who are gathered together speaking against you so that your ministry doesn't grow. Uh, I don't know if somebody is hearing me. Sometimes you don't need deliverance from demons. You need deliverance from the tongues of people. Amen. Amen. We don't fight them because fighting them doesn't do anything. Then we become like carnal men. But the tongue, what is coming out of their lips, the venom that is coming out of them, is literally Satan working in the background in them and through them. But the point is they're influencing men physically. You cannot deal with deceivers who are blocking your way. And remember, these are not witches. Or wiz- these are natural men. You cannot say God will handle them. No, 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 no. You have to cry before God. There is a cry that is specific for this issue. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from deceitful tongue. Verse 3. What shall be given unto thee, or what shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? Hmm. Sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of what? That word. Uh-huh, Juniper. Not Jennifer. <laughs> Verse 5. <laughs> Woe is me that I sojourn in Meshach, that I dwell in the tents of Kedar. My soul had long dwelt with him that had peace. Verse 7. I am of peace, but when I speak, they are for war. I said Jesus is a portal. They said, yeah, Jesus is not. Do you know what a way means? I am the way, the truth. A way is an opening. It's a doorway for you to get somewhere. But you see, when people don't understand language, everything that sounds spooky is witchcraft. I will say Jesus will lift you. They will say, ah. There's nothing you can say that is correct. Why? When you are for peace, there will always be somebody that wants war. 
But how you deal with them is not fire for fire. You have to understand that a deceitful tongue or a lying lip, you don't reward it with kindness. Because that's not an enemy. An enemy, you give them a cup of water. Somebody who is lying behind your back, you don't know. Some you know, some you don't know. Majority of them you don't know. Many of them are smiling with you. Hey, sis. In the background, they are hissing. Teaching good. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Amen. Real good. Hey, bro, in the background. Snakes. These kinds of people, your cry should remind the Lord. Father, you always hear me. I know no one can stop what you want to do. Ah, but these guys, me, I want peace, but they are for war. I can't even be at peace, yet you are my peace. These guys are created. Father, silence these people. You're not hearing me. What will happen is that even though they will keep speaking, the venom and the power in their words will be cut down. Amen. That what they speak no longer has power. It just becomes words that people be like, "Mm, okay. But the fruits of the person that God is with will be so visible, will be so tangible that no one will care about even your own mistakes. They will care about the grace of God, the hand of God, the mercy of God, the purification of God, the sanctification of God, the righteousness of God that is covering you. You see, the Pharisees had more influence than Jesus. Because they were the ones who were controlling the religious sect. They called him already many names. But because their words had no power, it did not matter what they said. They started also coming as members to try and trick him with questions so that he may make himself look bad in their presence. But in their churches... They were Pharisees. In their churches, they were preaching against him. They were talking bad about him. Ah, you don't need to go to a church. They say, prophesy, prophesy for what? You have the word of God. You don't need to go to a church where people are, the, the Holy Spirit for what? You already have the word of God. Find God for yourself. But they have a church. Find God for yourself. Don't forget to come next Sunday at 10 a.m. Why do I need to come to church if I have my Bible? You said find God for myself. Every man of God, most of these people are fake. I'll be live tomorrow at 7 p.m. But you're not saying if you're the only one that is real. (laughs) Are you hearing the hypocrisy? 
But what happens is this. When their words are cut down, it doesn't matter. You see, the truth is this, children of God. We will make mistakes. Sometimes big mistakes, sometimes small mistakes. But that is why Jesus died for us. Because no one is perfect. He is perfecting us. Deceitful lips will try to nail you to the cross as if you should be Jesus. And after they'll say, you see this person, this, this person, that, this person, this, this person, that, this person, this. To try and discredit you. But the reality is this. When the power of their words are shut down, men and women will come to your rising. Amen. It will not matter if you're in the wilderness, if you're on a mountain. People will need what God has put inside of you. Amen. Listen. People have preached sermons about me. They have imitated me on the pulpit. Some of them are actually, and the funny thing is, they are men and women of God. But envy. They have uh, done all kinds of skits on stage and to make and look things crazy. Guess what? I can still go to their city. I will feel more people than they can. Amen. Amen. I can go to another country. More people will come and receive Jesus than they can produce. Do you know why? Their words have been shut down. Hallelujah. From today, may your enemies be silenced. Yes. May they be loud cans that make noise but have no effect. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sit, 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 sit. Sit. Are you hearing me? Yes. It won't matter. They'll say, oh, your business, that business, they don't do things correctly. Maybe you did make mistakes once. Or maybe even twice. But guess what? It won't even matter. Ah, that person, you know, there's a better person. No, I just want that, this one. When God puts his seal on you, you shine brighter than any star. I receive. Amen. You become warmer than any sun. See, People will desire to be where you are because the presence and the essence of the Lord Jesus is with you. Don't fight people. They will start looking crazy because they keep talking, but you're going higher and higher. The more they talk, God promotes. The more they talk, God will promote. The more they accuse, God will what? Promote. Learn how to cry unto the Lord. Psalms 18 from verse 2. This cry is a cry for your enemies. Those who are actually trying to destroy you. Liars usually just want to be an, have an advantage over you. But enemies, they have sworn an oath to destroy you. The beautiful thing is this. If you want to know God has really picked you, enemies will start showing up. Some of them will be so obsessed with you, they'll start posting your picture. 
any pose you make, they will make it look Illuminati. Oh, but me, what I don't understand is, can they make up their mind? Am I a wizard? Am I a witch? Am I a witch doctor? Am I in the Freemason? Am I... You can't be everything. Stick to one thing. <laughs> everything is superstition. You pose like this, they'll say, mm, you see, they're all seeing Joe. Anything you do will be old. It's like, but you see, all this is a wicked heart that is looking for something. Listen to this. Psalms 18 verse 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Are you hearing that? The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. If you want God to fight for you, you don't just start by saying, God, I am suffering. You put God in perspective of what is happening to you. Amen. You put God and then you put your problems and you put them on a scale. Yeah. And then you begin to pile your problems against God. You will notice the scale doesn't change. God remains still heavy. God remains powerful. Yeah. God remains great. Amen. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. You see, all this he's saying is not talking about God. He's talking about what will defend him. If I said the Lord is my rock, it means where I am, nobody will shift me. If I say the Lord is my fortress, it means God is my shield. Anything they try to do, I am behind the mightiest of edifices. It doesn't matter what, what they shoot. It can never touch me. Amen. And my deliverer, meaning even if I fall into a trap, he will save me. My strength, meaning I don't need to be strong. He is all the strength I need. Amen. In whom I will trust, meaning I don't need to trust myself. I need to trust him. My buckler and my horn of salvation. Do you know what a horn is? Every time it sounds, save salvation comes. Amen. Notice this is not description of merely God. It is a testimony of what he will do and he has done for you. This is why Revelation chapter 5 says this. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of what? Their testimony. A cry is weighing the testimony of Christ and your issues. By the time you're done, God has already spoken. Amen. Verse 3. Mm. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. Not all oh Lord, can you see? I will call on him. He is worthy to be praised. You don't praise somebody that fails. I'm praising him because he has the power to take me out of it. Amen. Verse 4. The arrows of death compass me. The floods of ungodly... Do you see that? Ungodly men made me afraid. Verse 5. The sorrow of hell compassed me about. The snare of death prevented me. 
In my distress, called, I called upon the Lord and I cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple and my cry came before him even into his what? Ears. Notice all the other ones is just describing what God is to him. But when he was squeezed and he felt like death was approaching, he was about to be shut down. He said, now nah, it's time to cry. Crying is 911 direct to God's ears. Amen. God will be in the high heavens and you will be able to tap the phone call that goes directly into God's ear. He didn't just say, I prayed and he heard me. He said, no, I cried. And God heard me in his holy word, temple. Verse 7. Mm. Then the earth shook. Notice, when God heard. You see, a cry, you just need God to hear. It doesn't require an amen. God will be the one that says amen. It is done. Are you hearing me? When God heard the cry, what happened? Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was angry. Who is making my daughter cry? Who is making my son cry? Why is my child pushing 911? Uh, I feel like I'm preaching tonight. Yes. Verse number 8. There went up smoke out of his nostril. God was fuming. Yeah. Mm. And fire out of his mouth devoured. God is the one that begins to speak, not you. Amen. Coals were kindled by it. Verse 9. Mm. He bowed the heavens also and came down. That will make God come Come on. And darkness was under his feet. Imagine God who is full of light is coming with darkness. Darkness means complete confusion, complete destruction, complete distress for those who are against you. Verse 10. And he rode upon a cherub. And did fly. Those who are in the last angel class, you know what this is. Yeah, yeah he did fly upon the wings of the wind. Hmm. He made darkness his secret place. Meaning when God comes, they wouldn't know that he came. You. Come on. You see, when the children of Israel were before the Red Sea. Yes. They thought they caught the children of Israel. But they did not know the cloud of darkness that came to them was God approaching them, encompassing them to make his children escape. Then he will turn on them. The best revenge from God is not when your enemies knows it's coming. It's when God slaps them when they did not expect. Amen. May God visit your enemies. Yes. Amen. The louder the amen, the greater the miracle. Amen. 
He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. Meaning God will come completely. They will think they have gotten more powerful. But it will be God coming for them. They will think this is against you, but they don't know it is God who is for you. Amen. Verse 12. At the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed. Hailstone and coals of fire. Mm. The Lord also thundered in heavens. And the highest gave his voice. Hailstones and coals of fire. Do you know what cause of fire is? Cause of fire is torment for your enemies. They will not have rest. That's why the Bible says your enemies, just give them a glass of water. Cause of fire is upon there. Meaning there will be no rest. Do you know the Bible says there is no rest for who? The moment calls start coming, just know they will be restless. Not because of a demon, no, God. You see, this message is not for, if you like being a good, nice Christian, this is not for you. But if you want to be a Christian according to scripture, yes. by the power of the Holy Ghost, then this message is for you. Amen. When the Bible says pray for your enemies, this is the prayer. You guys didn't hear what I just said. No, you didn't hear what I'm saying. Pray for your enemies. Give them a glass of water. Let them drink it to be cause of fire. You, you are thinking the prayer is blessing. You really think God wants to bless somebody that is afflicting his child. Somebody bullies your child and they come to you and you go and you buy the bully candy. I don't think you guys understand the God you serve. Verse 14. Yeah, he sent out his arrows and scattered them. You see, when coals of fire start hitting people, them themselves will start fighting amongst themselves. And he shot out lightning and discomfited what? Discomfited them. Things that will start, they will just start stabbing each other, turning on each other, fighting each other. They will turn into Judas's unto themselves. Verse 15. Then the channels of waters were seen. And the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke. Do you know what that means? God will start correcting what the enemies made wrong. Man. Remember to rebuke is to correct. Oh Lord, at the blast of thy breath of thy nostril. Verse 16. He sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. Meaning I was not doing well because of those who were attacking me. Verse 17. 
He delivered me from my strong enemies and from them which hated me. For they were too strong for me. David used this card. He saw Goliath. He says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Insulting the armies of the living God. He didn't say insulting the Israelites. He said, I'm weak. But the armies of the living God, you think you can insult him. So immediately he forced and invoked the armies of heaven. That when he threw that rock, it was an angel guiding the rock. Many of you think he was just a good guy with a slingshot. No, it wasn't. It was spiritual. They offered him armor. Said, no, it's too big. They gave him a sword. No, I don't really know how to swing. If you read the story, it doesn't tell you David was good at slingshot. You know that. It tells you he was a shepherd. When he delivered his lambs from the lion, what did he use? A club. He didn't use an arrow. There was no. This arrow thing was one. That God just inspired him. Go pick five stones. You are going to a fight with somebody with a spear, with a sword, with armor. You, you realize it is Goliath that saw him and undermined him. He said, I'm not even going to put my helmet. Goliath came with a helmet. You with your stones and somebody that has full armor. You are not doing anything. But it was supernatural. For him to see David small. To remove his helmet. So that when David does, an angel will just... Now, somebody will say, no, it was David. Every time Israel fought, do you know what God said? I have delivered your enemies into your hands. I have done this. I have sent my angel ahead of you. But when you see Israel fighting, you're just seeing themselves fight. But you're wondering, how are these guys winning over and over and over again? It was supernatural. David fought 66 battles. Never lost a single one. It was not natural. It was supernatural. From today, every battle you face will be completely endowed in the supernatural. It will be God fighting for you. Amen. Verse 18. I'm about to finish. I have four minutes and I can't give you the last one today. They prevented me in the day of calamity. But the Lord was my stay. Verse 19. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Verse 20. (laughs) The Lord rewarded me according to... To my righteousness. Because my righteousness is Jesus Christ and not me. According to the what? Cleanness of my hands. Because they have been washed with the blood of Jesus. Hath he also what? Recompensed me. He has restored me. He has returned unto me what I lost. A cry will make God, not God himself will come down and say, 
Angels, this one is for me. May God fight for you. Amen. Amen. Your amen is too small. Amen. Psalms chapter 3. Learn to pray with scripture. Scripture is your bullets. And if God gives you revelation of a deep insight in scripture, it means your weapon has also been upgraded. You may have come with a BB gun. You are living with a machine gun. Amen. See. Some of you will live with nuclear bomb. You push one button, you level. I receive. That those who are seeking your soul will never survive it. Because the Lord will fight for you. Amen. This one is the cry for strength. This is the same cry the Lord Jesus made in the garden. The Bible says, and angels came and did what? Strengthened him. They gave him strength. Strength to do something he had never done before. This coming year, you will enter into greater exploits. I receive. I receive. You do greater and better and mightier things. I receive. So you can't use old strength because it won't move the dial in this new dimension. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. And he heard me out of his holy hill. Notice a cry has never been rejected. A prayer can be delayed, but a cry is emergency. Every time the Lord Jesus prayed, he was crying. It was a cry. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I thank you that you always hear me. He knew how to do 911. Verse 35, verse 5, sorry. I laid me down and slept. I awaked for the Lord sustained me. Verse 6. I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people that have set themselves against me round about. <laughs> Verse 7. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies. Notice he didn't say arise so that you can smite my enemies. He said arise, you have already smitten. <laughs> Listen to this. Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Let me explain to you something. Let me say something to you. Why is God hitting them in the cheekbone? Why is this one specifically to the cheekbone? No, 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 no. no. You have to understand that the jaw in the spirit represents... The strength of your youth. It represents your prime. 
That is why in my culture they will say, break bones while you're still young. Meaning when you eat, break bones. Because there's an age you get to, your teeth are no longer good to break bones. Are you hearing me? You will now understand prophetically why Samson chose the jawbone of a donkey to beat a thousand Philistines. It was prophetic. You're not understanding what I'm saying. Teeth represent decisions. Are you hearing me? Broken teeth represent regret. That is why you find the Bible always says, there will be gnashing of teeth where? In hell. Why? It is a sign of what? Regret. God is not just saying he's going to beat up your enemies, but he will make sure they regret the ever. Amen. Amen. Let me talk to somebody. He will make sure the wicked, every time they see you, they think of you. They will know that was the worst decision of their life and they will keep regretting it. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Amen. Verse 8. Salvation belongs unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. This is why when you dream, you see, uh, you know what, let me just be nice. Let me be a Christian for a moment. If you dream you're losing teeth, you need to understand that you're making, or let me, let me phrase it nicely for you to understand. When you dream you're losing teeth, it means you're at a crossroad, you need to make decisions. And if you make the wrong one, you will live in regret. I just gave you free dream interpretation. In scripture, every time teeth were involved negatively, it is always regret. There will be gnashing of teeth in hell. The, the teeth of the wicked will be, will be shattered and broken. It's because of regret. Are you hearing me? So if you ever have a dream you're losing your teeth, check the decisions that are before you because you may end up living in major, major, major regret. It is God warning you. It doesn't mean you're wicked. It doesn't mean that. Don't listen to people who can't see visions. Don't listen to people who don't hear from God. Don't listen to them. If they can't stand with you to prophesy to you or tell you something that you see come to pass as it is consistently, not one time. Please, stop going to prophetic schools of people who can't prophesy. What prophecy are they teaching you? Stop going to healing school of people who have never healed anyone. What are... You know, some things are just common sense.
full of people who see visions or seers, but they don't see any vision. All they do is they have words, which is good. They should say school of utterance. It's fine. It is still God. It is not less. It is God. Stop listening to people who can't do what they claim to do. But we have never seen them doing. Please. I'm begging you. Don't do it. Are you hearing me? Do not what? Do it. It's a waste of time. Sometimes you just need to use what is between your ears. It's called your brain. And analyze and you realize that you shouldn't do that. Utterance is a form of the prophetic and it is in the prophetic, but it is not the prophecy of seeing. It comes by, uh, 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 um, what, is, what is it called? By, uh, um, by a flow. And I feel like the Lord is doing, the Lord is going to do. It is perfect. It is still God and it is good. But don't let somebody who is in the realm of utterance tell you how to see visions. They can't see. They should see. Mm -mm -mm. I'm just being real. I can't teach you what I can't do. I'll be a lie. How can I give you what I don't have? So in finishing, study what I just taught you. And I promise you, your life will never, ever, ever be the same. Rise up. We are going to pray. If you are here, shout fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lift your right hand to heaven. Your right hand represents your best and represents your strength. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Have mercy on me today. Have mercy on me today. For praying amiss. For praying amiss. From today I have learned. From today I have learned. To do it accurately. To do it accurately. When there is an issue. When there is an issue. That requires your attention. That requires your attention. Father, today I have learned. Father, today I have learned. Help me to apply it. Help me to apply it. And glorify yourself even now. And glorify yourself even now. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Father, thank you, Lord.